Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 33. This is the last episode in the book of Daniel. Final instructions to Daniel and a lot of meaningful things for us as well. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today in this 33rd and final episode of the book of Daniel, the vision ends and Daniel is given an admonition to preserve the vision, prophecies, and personal remarks that were all given to him. All right, let's go to Daniel chapter 12, starting in verse 4. But you, Daniel, keep these words secret and seal the book until the time of the end. Many will roam about and knowledge will increase. Then I, Daniel, looked and two others were standing there, one on this bank of the river and one on the other. One of them said to the man dressed in linen who was above the waters of the river, How long until the end of these extraordinary things? Then I heard the man dressed in linen who was above the waters of the river. He raised both his hands. He raised them towards heaven and swore by him who lives eternally that he would be for a time times and half a time. When the power of the holy people is shattered, all these things will be completed. I heard but did not understand, so I asked, My Lord, what will be the outcome of these things? He said, Go on your way, Daniel, for the words are secret and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly. None of the wicked will understand, but the wise will understand. From the time the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation, abomination of desolation, I should say, is set up, there will be 1,290 days. The one who waits for and reaches 1,335 days is blessed. But as for you, go on your way to the end, you will rest and rise to your destiny at the end of days. All right, back to verse 4. But you, Daniel, keep these words secret and seal the book until the time of the end. Many will roam about and knowledge will increase. So Daniel was commanded to keep these words secret and seal the book according to the CSB or the Christian Standard Bible. How do we reconcile this statement? Well, to close up or to keep secret is the Hebrew word setam and to seal is hatum. This is more of the preservation of the words rather than keep secret, unlike this thought in the CSB. So close up the words is better translation than to keep secret. Stephen Miller in his commentary notes that in the ancient Near East, the custom was to seal an important document by impressing upon it the identifying marks of the parties involved in the recording scribe. Well, the original document was sealed under the, under the authority of the one who wrote it, but copies were available to review the documentation. This was not a secret process, but one to hold the integrity of the original in place. This was a preservation of the entire book of Daniel, not just this last vision. This message needs to be understood so we can recognize the time of the end, especially for those he will suffer in this great tribulation. They will need to hold on to the promises that God will be victorious, and this time is brief, respectively. The verse ends with this subject about roaming about and the increase of knowledge. Don't believe this is so much about traveling and scientific expanses of knowledge as much as people in the tribulation period, which is the subject matter, 
finding the required information in this book of Daniel and understanding, gaining knowledge about what will take place. Verse 5. Then I, Daniel, looked, and two others were standing there, one on this bank of the river and one on the other. Well, here to the end of the chapter is the conclusion of the entire book of Daniel. Now remember that Daniel was on the bank of the Tigris River when the vision began, and now he observes two angels, one on either side of the bank. Verse 6, One of them said to the man dressed in linen who was above the waters of the river, How long until the end of these extraordinary things? So one of them, who is that? Is it one of the two angels in either bank? I don't know, possibly, or perhaps since Gabriel was narrating the story for Daniel, most likely as a chief spokesman, then he may have been the one asking the question here in this verse, or it could have been one of the angels either way. The man clothed in linen, as we discussed previously, is none other than the pre-incarnate Christ, Christ Jesus, He's being exalted above them all. That's why he's above the river. And so in this respect, it could be Gabriel asking Christ, how long until the end of the extraordinary things? The man in white linen would obviously know more than the angels to be able to answer this question. This end time here is the end time of the reign of the Antichrist. The war that is to come and this extreme time of distress for the Hebrew people and for the world. Even the angels desire to know what is coming. And 1 Peter 1.10 Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that would come to you searched and carefully investigated. They inquired into what time or what circumstances the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the messianic sufferings and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. These things have been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Angels desire to look into these things. Verse 7. Then I heard the man dressed in linen who was above the waters of the river. He raised both his hands toward heaven and swore by him who lives eternally that it would be for a time, times, and half a time when the power of the holy, holy people is shattered, all these things will be completed. So Christ responds to the angel's question by raising an hand, an oath, which was a common practice at the time, but here we see both hands are raised, and they swear by God that the time of the great tribulation would be for time, times, and a half time. Well, this once again is three and a half years, that last half of the tribulation period, that last 77 that is mentioned in Daniel. This is a finite time that evil has before being destroyed by God. During this three and a half years, the power of the holy people is shattered. Israel will be defeated at this time. But when they cry out to God, repent and accept the Messiah and Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice for them, the tribulation will end. In Zechariah chapter 12, verse 12, it says, Then I will pour out, or verse 10, I should say, Then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the house of David and the residents of Jerusalem, and they will look at me whom they pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for only child, and weep bitterly for him as one weeps for a firstborn. 
On that day, the morning in Jerusalem will be great as the morning of Hadad Rimon in the plain of Megiddo. The land will mourn every family by itself, the family of David's house by itself, and their women by themselves, the family of Nathan's house by itself, and their women by themselves, the family of Levi's house by itself, and their women by themselves, the family of Shimei by itself, and their women by themselves, all the remaining families, every family by itself, and their women by themselves. They will acknowledge Christ, and God will save his people and restore them as the Messiah's millennial kingdom, his millennial rule is established. In Zechariah 14, verse 3, it says, Then the Lord will go out to fight against those nations as he fights on a day of battle. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. The Mount of Olives will be split in half from east to west, forming a huge valley, so that half of the mountain will move to the north and half to the south. You will flee by my mountain valley, for the valley of the mountains will extend to Azal. You will flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come, and all the holy ones with him. On that day there will be no light. The sunlight and moonlight will diminish. It will be a day known only to Yahweh, without day or night. But there will be light at the evening. On that day, living water will flow out from Jerusalem, half of it towards the eastern sea, and the other half towards the western sea, in summer and winter alike. On that day, Yahweh will become king over all the earth, Yahweh alone and his name alone. All the land from Geba to Rimon, south of Jerusalem, will be changed into a plain, but Jerusalem will be raised up and will remain on its site from the Benjamin gate to the place of the first gate to the corner gate from the tower of Hananel to the royal wine presses. People will live there and never again will there be a curse of complete destruction. So Jerusalem will dwell in security. Verse 8, I heard but I did not understand so I asked my Lord what will be the outcome of these things. There was much that Daniel did, still didn't understand including what will be the final outcome. Verse 9, he said, Go on your way, Daniel, for the words are secret and sealed until the time of the end. Either Gabriel or Christ himself respond to Daniel by telling him, Go on your way. This is not a rebuke, but simply to go on with his life. This is the far distant future for Daniel anyway. And as we get closer to these events, it will become increasingly clearer to believers what is coming into play and the end it brings. Verse 10. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly. None of the wicked will understand, but the wise will understand. Persecution indeed has a refining result for believers, but the wicked will always be wicked. The wise will see what has taken place, but the wicked will never recognize their need for God. Wickedness will only escalate until the time of the Antichrist. Verse 11. From the time the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1290 days. The time of great tribulation will kick off from when the worship has been abolished by the Antichrist. The abomination of desolation will be set up, as Jesus also tells us in the book of Matthew. Matthew 24:15 says, So when you see the abomination that causes desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place let the reader understand 
Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. A man on the housetop must not come down to get things out of his house, and a man in the field must not go back to get his clothes. Woe to the pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your escape may not be in winter or on a Sabbath, for at that time there will be great tribulation, the kind that hasn't taken place from the beginning of the world until now and never will again. Unless those days were limited, no one would survive, but those days will be limited because of the elect. Now we know Antiochus Epiphanes set up a desolation in an altar to Zeus in the temple, and the desolation mentioned here is not known, but it will make the temple unusable and abandoned. From that point, there will be 1290 days, which is three and a half years, once again for the Great Tribulation, but wait, 1290 days is actually three and a half years and one month, another 30 days, which 1260 is mentioned earlier. What's the purpose of this? Well, immediately following Christ's return, there is a judgment time for the nations, and perhaps that is it. Matthew chapter 25 verse 31 says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will set on the throne of his glory, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, I assure you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, you are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't take me in. I was naked, and you didn't clothe me, sick and in prison, and you didn't take care of me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you? And then he will answer them, I assure you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me either. And they will go away in eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And verse 12 gives us another number. The one who waits for and reaches 1335 days is blessed. Okay, now we have another number. Now we have an additional 45 days added on. If the tribulation is over in 1260 days, or the great tribulation is over in 1260 days, then this is 75 days beyond that timing. Most scholars believe that this is the actual inauguration of the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth. Some think that this is a time to set up the millennial government and Citizens are about to be blessed at this time because of their wonderful rule of Christ is established. All right, verse 13. But as for you, go on your way to the end, and you will rest, then rise to your destiny at the end of the days. For Daniel, he's now told, as an old man, to go on his way. He will rest and be raised 
with a resurrected body at the end of the days as all believers. He is not to be worried or to be anxious as God used him to write down these important prophecies. More likely, Daniel would not live much longer after these events as he was well into his 80s by then. Daniel is promised the resurrection after he rests. He will, as described earlier in verse 3, shine like the bright expanse of the heavens and like the stars forever and ever. I hope you enjoy this season two study in the book of Daniel. Season three will start shortly with a study in the book of Colossians. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's Word. Biblical Tapestry does have a Facebook and Instagram page. I encourage you to like this podcast and share it if you've gained from this study. God bless, and we will see you for Season 3 shortly.